Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back for our number three of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina filling in for Cam Stewart on his way to the uh, New York area. You'll be able to hear him, Gabe Morency, and the fantasy exec, Corey Parson. Uh, doing some live coverage uh, of the pregame and the actual game, the Super Bowl 53, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on the Yahoo, uh, Yahoo on the YouTube <laughs> Fantasy uh, uh, channel. Uh, their their broadcast starts at 3 p.m. and uh, till whenever. Yeah, if you ever get uh, here with George Kurtz, you ever, when you were a kid get those uh, uh, invitations to a birthday party or whatever, and uh, they told you to get there at let's say a certain time, and end time was whenever. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I did. All right, sure I did. Uh, you know, we all get those. I have my kids get those invitations now, and it's like, uh, you know, I, try, uh, I guess it's a good thing for me because my wife yeah. usually takes the kids. So usually I get a uh, a free couple of hours when that happens. Uh, so I, I, mm-hmm. I kind of root for those things now. Oh, you got a party? Mm-hmm. And my wife always seems to have a party, by the way. Either the kids have a party or one of her coworkers, I guess their kids have a birthday. It's like every other weekend. She's taking the kids. Oh, mm-hmm. we'll be gone from one to five on Saturday. No, don't try not to miss us. Oh, I'll try real hard, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You turn around so she doesn't see you, and you give yourself that little, you know, that that fist pump, right? Doing the high Love five, you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Miss you. <laughs> Make sure you text me when you get there. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> you know, have a good time. Don't don't rush back. <laughs> All right. So let's get back to the Super Bowl. Uh, good talk on uh, some fantasy baseball. Uh, always enjoy talking fantasy baseball in the dead of winter. Man, what a week we had weather-wise, right? It was like two degrees when we woke up the other day here in the New York area. But supposedly, I think Tuesday close to 60. So what the heck little, is going little on brisk, over here, George? A little brisk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. I, it's no snow, okay? We have gotten, I've gotten very little snow here. So uh, I am not mm-hmm. complaining whatsoever because I don't want to shovel. I don't want to deal with snow. I hate leaves as it is. And then with snow, too, mm-hmm. at least with snow, you just got to move it to the side. Yeah, leaves, you got to pick them up and put them in bags to get rid of it. But uh, I'm not, not complaining. I can deal with the cold. It's February. I know it's going to be cold. Exactly. Right. Uh, I agree with you 100 uh, percent. We got snow in, in here uh, in November. That kind of shut the city down for some reason. And then uh, we had like a little snow squall the other day for like maybe five minutes. But other than that, you're right. We've been very lucky and it's supposed to be cold in the winter. So there. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so we talked to, <laughs> Deal so with we you talked babies. Tom Brady. Exactly. Cut it out. Uh, so Tom Brady uh, has the uh, most wins by a quarterback in a Super Bowl. 
uh, in his eight games. He's five and three. He's really not that good. He's five and three. Right. If, if, if the Seahawks, we talk about, you know, Brady Belichick, if the Seahawks had just run the ball at the end of the Super Bowl uh, 49, uh, he'd have a 500 record in, in the Super Bowl. But uh, other uh, quarterbacks of note, <laughs> Joe Montana, uh, 4-0, Terry Bradshaw, 4-0, Troy Aikman, your man, Troy Aikman, 3-0. But uh, it was a different game when those guys played, right? You could actually hit a quarterback. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, I love when they get these comparisons, by the way, and they compare like the 70 Steelers to the uh, 2000 Patriots. The 70 Steelers will get wrecked by the 2000 Patriots. Okay, the game is immensely different nowadays, but more importantly, human beings are different nowadays. He's talking about an offensive mm-hmm. lineman back in the 70s was about 265, 270 pounds. They would get wrecked <laughs> by a defensive line and they wouldn't be able to stop anybody. And uh, so mm-hmm. it's, it's like the game is just completely different. Uh, but you ever watch, I know for you, once again, for you people, you, you, you millennials, watch the quarterbacks mm-hmm. and how they got destroyed back then. I mean, you could mm-hmm. clothesline these guys. You could take four steps and just <laughs> I mean, put them into next week. It was a completely different game. Mm. That being said, I'll, I'll say, you know, Brady is the GOAT. Uh, you know, what I said, it's kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek, you know, with the 5-3 and three record. But uh, truth is, uh, hey, if the Seahawks did run the ball at the end of the Super Bowl uh, 49, they would have... Uh, Bra- uh, yeah, you you know, I have a friend. Yeah. You know what my friend would say about that? What? And if the queen had balls, she'd be king. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we can go on and on about yeah, plays yeah, that yeah. shouldn't have happened. If, if Atlanta right. runs the ball, he loses that yeah. Super Bowl. I mean, right. he should make an right. argument that he should be, he should be three yeah. and five. Forget the five and three, he should be three <laughs> yeah. and five. Right. But then right. again, he probably, she probably should have beaten the Giants both games. You know, if mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Ty Law, he makes that interception, game's over. If uh, or the Tyree mm-hmm. makes that weird catch against the helmet, I mean, he doesn't do that. Once again, that game's over. Mm-hmm. You can always go back in every mm-hmm. game, every close game, and say, well, right. if this would have happened, yeah, but you know, it didn't happen. Can once again get over it? And if and if my 2018 Giants would have won all their games uh, this year, they would have been undefeated. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's funny how that works, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just outscore the other opponent. But uh, So let's talk a little bit about some uh, specific Pats players. Uh, I want to talk Gronk. Uh, I mean, can you call Gronk a, a secret weapon? I mean, look, you know, terrible regular season, uh, but just has a knack for showing up for big games against the Chiefs. Uh, you know, he's... One of Brady's guys, we talked to Julian Edelman, of course, another one of Brady's guys. Uh, 11 targets for Gronk against the Chiefs, 6 for 79. Uh, shows up for the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, Giants shut him down, 2 for 26 in Super Bowl 46. Notice how I kind of like to bring up the Giants every once in a while. But uh, against Seattle, he was 2 for 68 with a touchdown. And then the, just last year versus the Eagles, 9 catches for 116 yards and 2 touchdowns. Man, uh, I tell you, the, the one thing I, I have a feeling in my gut, and hopefully it's not what I had for breakfast before, but hey, uh, I'd love to lay some money down. I, I, I may if I could find a venue. Yeah, maybe a little Harper. I, I could just see him winning the MVP. I think Gronk is interesting. Uh, he, he can't be a secret weapon. The Rams are well aware of him. They know this. Uh, I do <laughs> wonder if, is, if right? tomorrow is – I think, I think they're aware. You know, yeah. I do wonder if it's his last game tomorrow, if he's done. Mm-hmm. Do I think the Patriots would like to him to go out on a, uh, a big note? Of course. You know, obviously, it, uh, it's their advantage to, as well. You know, he goes out on a winning mm-hmm. note, big note, and they probably have much chance of winning the game. Uh, right. That being said, I just don't know how much he has left. He did have a big game last week, right? Uh, but then again, that was against the KC defense or what they call a defense. The Rams defense is mm-hmm. much better, you know. I am very curious. I said what Tlaib does tomorrow. Tlaib in the past with Wade Phillips has taken away the tight end. They've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. 
So does that happen again? Does he is he on Edelman? This this the cat and mouse game we're trying to figure out here about what they will do here. So I think Gronk has a a game. I don't think he disappears, but I don't know about a big game either. Uh, I think he has a better chance of getting into the end zone than he does of catching five balls. Yeah, I, I think at least one touchdown is in order. And uh, if you look at a prop bet for him, uh, whether or not he will score a touchdown, the yes is plus 170, and the no is minus 200. I'm going yes. I'm going yes as well. Almost it's like just, a big target in the end It's zone. just a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Right, love, love on the ball. <laughs> see, see what happens mm-hmm. here. I, I would, once right. again, it will not be one of my big bets. And I'm not saying I'll bet it at all, but it's one I don't mind. Right. It'd be a small five, ten dollar mm-hmm. bet, twenty bucks at most. Uh, I do wonder if that happens once again. Final game, send them out. Right. And here, here's some more uh, props for him. By the way, he's over under three and a half receptions and uh, forty nine and a half receiving yards. I'll be honest with you. I, like I said, I just have a feeling that he's going to, you know, be the Gronk of old or as close as he could get to that these days. Uh, and believe me, you know, what we said before, you know, would the Pats like to see him go out on top? Yes, but it, not if it costs them a win. Belichick's not going to cost himself a win by, you know, just, you know, getting uh, Gronk involved. But I like the over on the three and a half receptions and 49 and a half receiving yards. Oh, no, Gronk, uh, Belichick doesn't care about uh, getting anybody numbers. He doesn't. For right, Gronk to get right. his numbers, it would, ha- it would really have to come from Brady. Whatever the play call is, he looks Gronk's way. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. there would be specific uh, calls for Gronk. The problem with this, and uh, you know, Scott Engel and I talked about this on the show last week, uh, you look at his numbers. If you're going over a three and a half, he's only gotten that. They played, uh, what, 18 games this season. He's only gotten that number mm-hmm. nine times. So it's 50-50 right. that he's going to get that. But a bigger problem is, last 10 games, he's only done it twice. He would have beaten that mark. He would have caught four four or more balls. Now, one was last Mm -hmm. week. He went six or seven nine. So you can look at it it that way, too. Listen, it's lies, damn lies, and statistics. We can make stats say whatever we want them to say. Exactly. find that. So it really is what what you believe there. You know, uh, three and a half, it sounds like a low number. But it's Mm -hmm. probably the right number when you look at what he's done. And he's just right. been very quiet. You, you take away, once again, six catches last week. But the four games before that, he had five total catches. Mm-hmm. So it's, right. uh, it's a problem. You know, I don't know if I trust him. Uh, I'm not betting it either way. You know, I'm just because mm-hmm. I brought up all these numbers doesn't mean I'm taking the under. I'm not. I do think there is something to Gronk possibly playing his last game where Brady does maybe mm-hmm. look for him a little bit. I'd be much happier, obviously, if this game was a blowout late where they could actually afford to do that and not have to worry about anything. But uh, I'm not touching this bet either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think uh, that uh, I think he's healthier than he's been all season long this extra week has got to help him, and uh, I think he's he's going to want to go on top, so I think he's going to be, uh, you know, and, and what you said in terms of, of uh, statistics, statistics, when you read them, they are concrete, but they could also, you could, you know, mold them into you your You can bend them any way you want. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You could find, find a stat to back up any stat you want to say. That's why, if you, and if you have it, you're not trying hard enough. You're just not mm-hmm, trying mm-hmm. hard enough because uh, there's always it's why it's what where the phrase comes from lies damn lies and statistics. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, right, you can make them right. bend, like I said, bend them, break them, any way you want to do it. It's uh, it's always fun. Uh, so let's take a look at a, a couple of uh, props regarding him. Uh, Will Gronkowski announces retirement after the game. Now this must be shown on broadcast television. So the yes is plus six hundred. The no is minus one thousand. 
Yeah, I think it's no. But that, obviously, the minus 1,000 kills the bet. But uh, I, I'll say mm-hmm. no. Uh, but, you know, it's yeah. funny. I might put $5 just for the hell of it. You know, <laughs> you know why not? Right. You know, six times, you get, you know, $10 to win six, whatever it might be. Uh, just yeah. for the hell of it. But uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I, think he, I think he'll take, like most players, which is a smart thing, unless he's already got it in his mind. You know, I mm-hmm. think, once again, he'll take some time to think about it. If I'm Gronk, I mean... I'm, I, you, you've taken so many hits. You've had so many surgeries. Mm-hmm. What else do you have to prove here? And you did not have a big season here. You know, obviously you're, you're declining anyway. And if you can win and go out healthy, I think I'd be more than happy with my with my career. If you want a job in the NFL, you'd be able to do it, whether it's on broadcast TV, mm-hmm. one of the pregame shows, whatever it might be. We heard you know, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, say you should come into acting. You'll be great at that. Yeah. So he could do that. Or he could just live the good life. Mm-hmm. He's 29 years old. Yeah. He can just live the good life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, I agree with you. I, I think he should retire and, and enjoy his life, make sure that he can get up out of bed and, and just move around because, uh, you know, he's exactly. actually accomplished everything that he needs to, right? Uh, total times that Jim Nance and Tony Romo. By the way, the big winner in, in this whole, like, uh, playoff has been uh, your former quarterback, Tony Romo, right? But how many times are they going to say Gronk on the broadcast? Over-under is uh, two and a half. Uh, I'd probably go the over there. I think I would take a mm-hmm. chance on the on the over there. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. funny. I was uh, talking last week. You know, when I – because, you know, we do the Fantasy Football Live show. So I don't really get a chance to listen to Romo all that much. Plus, during the year, right, right, I, right. I, I got the uh, the Red Zone channel, you know, and listen to mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Sicilian. Not that I like Andrew Sicilian. I don't dislike him. But that's what I'm listening mm-hmm. to to keep all the scores. So I very some really ears, that guy, right? <laughs> he does. He can fly away. Uh, he, yeah. he doesn't need an airplane, man. He doesn't need Southwest, <laughs> man. He can just go. Uh, really? But uh, I know, I know he bothers people the way he uh, acts. But I, I, listen, I, I don't. No, he's okay. He's fine. Yeah. Right, he, he's yeah. fine. He did. He does a very good job mm-hmm. there. But um, yeah. as far as Rome was concerned, so I, I really, honestly, Joe, listen to him. Plus, anybody knows I, even when the games are on, even though the uh, I'll still have the announcers on, but I listen to music as well because most announcers mm-hmm. I think suck or terrible and just annoy the crap out of me. Uh, so, but last week, you know, I, I was actually listening to that game. I, I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I was. And I'm like, oh, Romo is really good. at He's entertaining. He has a boyish enthusiasm, which generally yeah. you don't yeah. see. And we may, we, yeah, I know people, a lot of people are uh, comparing him to Madden. And it's the first thing that came to my mind, too, because Madden had that, the boyish right. enthusiasm about how much they love the game. And I think that does transpire to people. So, uh, you know, listen, good for Tony. And uh, yeah. all these, ca- you know, I'm, I'm on the Cowboy boards a lot. I'm a Cowboy fan. And a lot of Cowboy fans want him to be the offensive coordinator, want him, want him to be the head coach. Hey, just because he can predict plays doesn't mean he'd be any kind of good coordinator <laughs> or coach. And if you're Tony Romo, mm-hmm. Mike Irvin, Michael Irvin, former Cowboy receiver, actually tweeted the greatest thing as far as Romo coaching. Why the hell would he want to do that? It's much harder yeah. to be a coach. You don't get paid as much. He's going to get paid, what, $6 million a year to do this, do one game a week. He's good at it. Why would he want to go and coach and have to spend, you know, 80 hours a week or probably more in the office doing mm-hmm. all this and being on the field, being away from your family? He's married with kids. There's no way yep. if I'm Tony Romo, even though he did say that eventually he thinks he will get into coaching. But there's no way if I'm Tony Romo I ever leave this gig to get back into coaching. No, thank you. That, that's why I was a little surprised, too. I mean, I know he got a ton and ton of, of money, but the fact that Gruden walked away from uh, the broadcast booth is uh, interesting, too, because you know, uh, I forget, it was Peter King that uh, did an interview with uh, Sean McVay, and uh, Sean McVay had him meet at his house at, like, 
4.15 in the morning. Uh, you know, we've heard stories of like the Bill Parcells and the, the other head coaches uh, from, you know, the past years, just how much time, how the job has evolved where, right. you know, there is no off season. <laughs> it's a seven day a week thing where, you know, you have to be in. Uh, Tom Coughlin was, was famous for getting in at like five o'clock in the morning, working out. Right, Joe Gibbs was sleeping like in his office. Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's great. Uh, yeah. I, I sort of get it with those guys because those guys are coaches, and it's in your blood. I get it. And listen, mm-hmm. if I'm Gruden, I wouldn't have left the ESPN either. But I, I, I sort of understand that. Romo's never mm-hmm. been a coach. Why would he want to give that up? You know, right. especially it's something he's he's very universally well liked as. You know, I, yeah. I just don't I just don't see why. I said if I was John Gruden, I wouldn't have left the ESPN either. There's no way I would have mm-hmm. left that gig. Good job to have fun, announce games, and everyone's yeah. great. There's no way I would have. And he was good at to it go too. Back into coaching. Yeah. Well, I don't mm-hmm. think he was very good at it, but... Uh, we, yeah, he was entertaining. That's, that's just, he was entertaining, we'll say. You know, you know? He was. And, uh, he was one of those guys, uh, everyone's great. Everyone's great. Great. He's great. Oh, my God. You couldn't <laughs> criticize anybody. Everybody's great. He, 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 I think he did nothing but Hall of Famers every game he did. <laughs> good stuff. All right, when we come back, uh, more New England Patriot uh, prop bets. are going to talk a little Rex Burkhead. Very high on a little Chris Hogan. I'll tell you why. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. We're back. Well, thank you. Was that somebody whistling at me? Steve Miliband, right? Right, uh, George? Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Good song. Good song, too. Yeah, yeah, I like it, too. Yeah. Good 70s stuff. Sean Engel, producer extraordinaire, just knows what to do, what buttons to push to keep us sounding good keeping us flying straight here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl 53, uh, continuing to break down. Uh, we're talking a little uh, Patriots players, and uh, let's talk a little Rex Burkhead. And I uh, mentioned that there was an interesting prop bet that I thought you'd like regarding uh, Rex Burkhead. So uh, Bruins versus Capitals, total penalty minutes, or Rex Burkhard receiving yards, which will be higher on Super Bowl Sunday. So uh, the uh, Bruins versus Capitals. <laughs> you like this, huh? I knew you'd like this one. So the total penalty minutes is plus 100. Uh, Rex Burkhead, the receiving yards is minus 130. Boy. Oh, man. That, that's a tough one. That's not an easy one. Because, you know, you can, get, you can literally get 10 penalties in the, uh, the Capitals the Bruins game tomorrow. And that sounds like a lot, but it's only 20 minutes. Only 20 total, total minutes, so uh, you know he, he should be able to do more than that. And I do wonder tomorrow, 
I think I mentioned to you earlier, if Burkhead is the surprise for McDaniels, that it's not James White, mm-hmm. it's Burkhead out of the backfield. Once again, because they're going to think right. that the Rams are going to expect it to be White. So I do wonder that here. Uh, but when, and it's, this is not hockey of the 70s where there might be a line brawl. We're going to get a couple hundred minutes and you win this easily. That's not, not going to happen. That being said, mm-hmm. Capitals and Bruins, they're you know, two uh, tough teams here. Could get some misconducts there. I, I wouldn't touch this. Good rivalry. Really have a great, mm-hmm. It is a good rivalry. And uh, yeah, I think yeah. Boston will be a little little pissed off because the Capitals have dominated of late. The uh, last couple of years, mm-hmm. I mean, the numbers are crazy in the Capitals' favor there. So that, that could lead to some uh, some frustrations being taken out later in the game, especially if uh, Washington's doing their business again. Uh, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. touch this. But I'm sort of leaning <laughs> towards Burkhead in this one. But it's a fun one, right? It is fun. That, that's what props yeah. are for. Props are fun. Yeah. They are fun. Mm-hmm. And for me, the, re- the reason why I would like these, by the way, and I will look into more of these, by the way, now that you brought these up because I hadn't seen them yet, is that uh, mm-hmm. all the hockey games are before the football game. You know, they're all, yes. it's not during the yep, game. Yep. You know, there's, there's, I yeah. think there's three hockey games and there's f- maybe three or four basketball games tomorrow. They're all before the football game. No one's stupid enough to try and compete with the football Smart. game. Smart. Yeah. So, yeah, you think? Maybe they don't want to compete so, against the puppy bowl. The, I don't know. You think it's the Super Bowl? The it could be the puppy bowl. bowl. I don't know. <laughs> I think Gabe's got money. Uh, Gabe's got money on that too. But I think it's Team Rough, by the way, offhand. He has money on. Uh, <laughs> Does he really? I'm not making that's that up, awesome. by the way. Okay. And not like I watched that the puppy bowl. That is awesome. Bowl. I think uh-huh. it's Team Rough. That Gabe's got money on. Uh, I think I think they've outscored the other team. I don't remember the other team's name. Ninety-eight to thirty-eight over the past two years. So Team Rough, go Team Rough. But uh, so you'll know. At least I'll know what I have to get. Yeah, let's you know mm-hmm. it's thirty-four penalty minutes. I know I need thirty-four receiving yards for uh, Burkett going in uh, to the Super Bowl, and I kind of, I do kind of like that. So uh, I, I'll I will check out some of these. These are in these are extremely mm-hmm. interesting to me. Yes, absolutely. So I mean, I, I know what you're saying in terms of you know people thinking that maybe it'd be White, maybe Burkett, you know, just to to shake things up a little bit. Uh, but what about Devlin too? Devlin's another guy. You know, <laughs> you know, we haven't heard from him in a while. So, and I, I'm, I'm with you. You know, the Not Patriots just came back. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not on Devlin. I think I think Burkett's no. taking over that job. But what is it? Could he get a one-yard plunge? Of course he can. You know, mm-hmm. it could certainly happen here. But I'm not going to be on any Devlin uh, props. <laughs> well, listen to the, yeah, that, that, Vegas doesn't think so either because his total rushing combined rushing and receiving yards over under is one and a half <laughs> for minus one ten. <laughs> so. And it might be one. He might get that one yard plunge, and that's about it. <laughs> could yeah. you imagine? I'm not going to yeah, yeah. not going to be on Devlin. Too many cooks in the kitchen there. Plus 3,800 to score the first touchdown of the game. I mean, this guy had four touchdowns in three of the four games that were played between weeks 10 and 14, and then just went bye-bye. So he's like a See, perfect pl- guy to, to show up this game, right? <laughs> but plus 3,800, I might have to throw five bucks on it just for the hell of it. Yeah. Just to right, uh, see, right. I'll see if I can uh, have the best Super Bowl ever. I, hey, listen, if I won that bet and I put 50 bucks on it, I wouldn't be coming on at the top of the hour. Forget that. You can deal with your own score <laughs> updates. Yeah, but it was interesting, you know, it it was interesting in terms of, uh, you know, the the, uh, AFC championship game. You had uh, Sonny Michelle running wild, and then I think he scored a couple of touchdowns. But then, you know, there were other times when they took the ball out of his hands and just gave it to Burkett to, you know, I mean, and it's not like Michelle has this huge fumbling problem. It's just, you know, Josh McDaniels uh, loves to shake things up. He's great. Yeah, people think it's Bill Belichick. Right? It really is McDaniels who's doing it. And this is not like mm-hmm. Bill's telling yeah. him, oh, put Devlin in this, but put Burkett in. No, it's McDaniels. Yeah. It's why some people believe McDaniels would be a, uh, 
to get another chance at a head coaching job. Teams want him, but uh, yeah, I was, it's, to me, he's not going anywhere. He, he's staying with uh, right. New England until Bill leaves. Yeah, he's the heir apparent, I'm sure. And look, he burned some bridges with that whole Colts uh, fiasco a couple of years back. But uh, it, just to. to Bring up what I had mentioned before. Uh, Pats had added uh, a bunch of plays Saturday night before the AFC Championship game, and then actually eight more on Sunday morning. And supposedly uh, four used. Uh, I don't know. It was four or five. They said, uh, and they you, positive yardage. So it's you know. I mean, the Rams could be preparing, 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 but they just never know what the Patriots going to throw their way. Yeah, I think McDaniel actually said that. Uh, yeah, there's too much time. He gets, I guess he gets antsy, so he starts putting in new plays here. And the Rams are sort of the exact opposite, by the way. You look at their play, they really only run six, <laughs> six plays. And they, uh, like, uh, Tony Romo actually brought that up, that they only ran mm-hmm. about, about six different plays. They do it out of a lot of different formations and a lot of motion. That's what makes the Rams interesting. They don't run many different plays, but they have guys moving all over the place to try and uh, you know, give mm-hmm. it a uh, little glitzy it up, divvy it up a little bit, and that's what's fooling people. Right. Did you see that McDaniels had uh, tweeted out about, or I don't know if he tweeted out or in an interview he gave, and you know you just mentioned that they have there's just too much time. That's because they were able to recreate uh, four or five hours of sleep in 40 minutes. Did you hear about this uh, room that they have at Gillette Stadium with a, a float tank that uh, simulates four to five hours of sleep, uh, but you only have to be asleep, you know, body wise for 40 minutes. I this did not whole hear part about of that whole, this. Yeah, this, this is all. Yeah, this is the whole amazing training regimen that uh, you know Tom Brady has, and the, you know it's just amazing. What, I don't know what how true that do. is. I don't what, know how much the, the um, story. No, I'm sorry, story. I, I don't know you, if that really is the, if it's going to work that way. Now I want to try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure we can't afford it though. Some kind of floating tank or whatnot. Oh, uh, no problem. We'll put it put it right in the backyard. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we we play we play the right uh, prop bets. Maybe we could afford uh, to buy. <laughs> yeah, all the right prop bets. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you mentioned uh, James White, uh, his over. Under four and a half receptions, the over is minus 150. Under plus 130, uh, 44 and a half receiving yards. Uh, what do you think about those four and a half receptions for him? Yeah, I like the over there as well and bo- on both. Mm-hmm. Although, once again, when you look at the numbers, this is what's funny. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks, uh, you know, White's been a machine here outside of that one game. Yeah, which uh, the game against almost at San Diego, but I did not. Uh, against there the Chargers. Go. Hey, mm-hmm. I did not say it. Okay, you did it. You've said it in the past. I've heard you, but not this time. I've been very good. I've been very good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But outside of that one game, once again, you look at it. He's only had more than four receptions in one, two, three of his last seven games. He's once again fifty-fifty. You know, one game, yes, he had fifteen receptions for ninety-seven against the Chargers. The other one was in Week Thirteen against Minnesota, seven for ninety-two, and in Week Fifteen against Pittsburgh, five for twenty-five. The funny thing about this is, Joe, that you bring this up. Because I've talked about people with this earlier in the week, that number's gone down. Because that number was at five mm-hmm. and a half earlier in the week. Because I remember thinking I was only two. That's why when you said mm. four and a half, I'm like, wow, that sounds like a different number. It is a different number. That's mm-hmm. gone down. So uh, people mm. were actually taking the under on the five and a half uh, to make that go down here. But at four and a half, boy, uh, I'll take my chances there. I will that he goes over there. But mm. once again, he's only done it once in the past four games. 
Yep, yep. Uh, very true. Good, good analysis. Uh, let's talk about some other uh, offensive weapons that the Pats might try to get involved. How about Corderell Patterson? Uh, it seems that the Pats not using him as much leading up to the big game. Uh, maybe they're trying to, you know, you know, use him as like a surprise asset. And I have an interesting uh, player prop with him too, uh, and it involves uh, yeah, which NCAA conference four-player group will have more total yards. So they took four players from the SEC, uh, Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, Josh Reynolds, and Corderell Patterson, or these four Pac-12 players, C.J. Anderson, Woods, Cooks, or Gronkowski. Uh, so it's the SEC group uh, is plus 120. The Pac-12 group is minus 150. That's funny. That that's an. I mean, uh, that, that's what I would like. I I probably put a couple of bucks on as well. Just because I can go through more a lot of numbers there and see which one I yeah, like yeah. best there. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, I, what's it? I I've not seen these. Uh, I saw yeah, some, yeah. not 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 the specific one though. But uh, I like those. I think I think they're fun here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'd go with the SEC offhand, but I haven't obviously I haven't delved into any numbers there to uh, right 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 to get right. it to get it uh, fully. But uh, what, it also comes down to Gurley or Anderson. <laughs> yeah, truly, mm-hmm. that, that's the way it goes. Which side do you believe? Yeah, yeah. If you believe Gurley, yeah. then you go on Gurley's side. He can win it all by himself. Mm-hmm. If you believe uh, it's right. you know, that Gurley's hurt, he's not going to play that much. Well, then you go the Anderson side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, how about Chris Hogan? I, I, I mentioned that I'm pretty high on Chris Hogan. Uh, if you look, 23 targets in his last three games. Uh, he had uh, seems to show up in Super Bowls too, because in Super Bowl 51, seven targets, four for 57. Eh, but the seven targets are interesting to note. Uh, Super Bowl 52 last year, eight targets, six for 128, and a touchdown in Super Bowl 52. I mentioned that uh, as of recently, seems to be a guy that uh, Brady's looking for more. Um, over under in uh, receptions is three and a half for him. The over is plus 110. The under is minus 130. I think I'd take the over, man. I'm with you there. Once again, all the numbers mm-hmm. say he's going to be uh, – he's got 14 catches in his last three games, right? He's mm-hmm. uh, got – you already said it, 23 targets in those three games. I mean, I'm, I'm taking the mm-hmm. over there. He's going to catch the ball some. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people were a little worried that, well, if, if the Rams play it straight up, that Tlaib will be on Hogan. And, mm-hmm. yes, that would be a concern because, listen, if I'm Tom Brady, I see Tlaib on Hogan, I'm not even looking in his direction. You know, I'll go find uh, – you're looking at secondary receivers. I'll go find Dorsett or one of my running backs mm-hmm. there. So uh, I can see that being the problem, but I don't think the Rams play this straight up. I think they're going to have some kind of wrinkle in there. So uh, I'll take my chance with Hogan on the over three and a half. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about his receiving yards? The over-under there is 42 and a half. I mean, the three well, and a half so- I feel very comfortable at, right? The 42 and a half, eh, you got to think, think a minute. You do. I mean, once again, you know, if I'm going the over, it means I think he catches at least four balls. So it's 10 yeah. yards to carry for a wide re- – 10 yards to carry. 10 yards of reception, which for a wide receiver, mm-hmm. it's really not asking that all, all that much. It's not. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm okay with this. I think I'm okay with this. I think uh, I'm going to go over there as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, another guy I'll bring up, uh, kind of maybe uh, under-the-radar kind of guy for the Pats is uh, wide receiver <laughs> Philip Dorsett. Uh, versus the Chiefs, three targets, one for 29, and a touchdown. And it doesn't sound like much, but he's had touchdowns in three straight games. So uh, uh, prop bet uh, here, if he's, will he score a touchdown in, in uh, this Super Bowl? Yes is plus 190, no is minus 240. 
I'll go to two, two for one here. I'm going to go yes as well here. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I don't listen. I don't have any great feel for it. I don't. Uh, it's just that it's it's more of a luck thing that he uh, he won't be the first. He, odds are he won't be the first look. But if Gronk isn't open or Edelman's not open, all of a sudden he he can get open late in the back of the end zone because he has some speed here. So uh, I'll take it because of the two for one. Two to one. There you go. All right. Any other uh, aspects of the Patriots game that you, you don't feel I like brought up or that, you, you know, in terms of, you know, their maybe their strategy or any players that you think that maybe uh, could sneak in there and have some kind of a, a relevance this weekend? Well, I think we've covered most of the players here, unless you're really going really deep here. I, I'm not big on Patterson <laughs> this week as far as any kind of props. Uh, I don't know how much they're going to mm-hmm. use him one way or the other. Uh Hogan's or anybody else? We going with uh, Matthew Slater? No, thank you. We've already covered their uh, running backs and and wide receivers. The only person who left would be Dwayne Allen. Yeah, do you think he mm-hmm. gets any action there? And uh, I don't. So I'm pretty much good with the Patriots here. Like I said, I don't think this is going to be a very high scoring game. So I don't think it's going mm-hmm. to be a lot of uh, you know a lot of action going around here for all these players. Well, oh, they're all going to get their overs. I don't. I think it's going to be very close on most numbers. All right. Um, so basically, uh, I guess we'll at the uh, towards the end of the show, we'll, we'll uh, give our predictions. I, I, it sounds like I know where you're going. Uh, we'll continue with some Super Bowl coverage. But there was other news that was uh, happening outside of uh, Super Bowl news. And, uh, you know, you can't go uh, a, a day I or so in the NFL. Happened. with <laughs> Exactly. But um, can't go like a, a day or so without hearing something new about Antonio Brown. And it's actually uh, starting to look like there's a, a chance that uh, Antonio Brown might return uh, to the Steelers. I mean, the uh, Steelers haven't given Brown and his agent uh, permission to seek out a trade yet. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, other teams know that they're desperate. Maybe they put their feelers out there, the Steelers, and uh, that maybe they're not going to get what they might have expected to. Remember, uh, your Cowboys got uh, a first-rounder for Amari Cooper. Uh, Golden Tate uh, was traded for a third-rounder. I mean, Antonio Brown's got to be worth at least a first-rounder. Well, here's the problem with Brown. Okay, uh, now you mentioned it. I don't, you really can't compare Tate to these guys. He's a slot receiver, but you can compare Cooper. Yeah. And yes, Brown is better than Cooper. All right, uh, no one's saying. That's oh, absolutely. Not true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the difference is, you know, Cooper came with a very low salary. Yeah, the Cowboys have to think about extending him now, but he's he'll be with the team next year. Brown's already making twenty one million. That's a lot of dead money that the Steelers have to hit here. And not only that, but now they have to trade that twenty one million to another team. Another team that's going to want to – that's hit their head on their cap. The other problem is that if you want a first-round pick, all right, I'm sure the San Francisco 49ers would love, love to have uh, Antonio Brown. Love it. But, man, do you really think they're giving up their top five pick for him? That's not happening. Mm. That's not going right. to happen. Not and take on that uh, – not and take on that salary. So I think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. A lot of these teams that would be interested, they're not giving up a top five pick, which means now you're looking into the second round. You know, and are you willing to do that? You know, to, to – we're, you know, you're trading for, uh, like I said, San Fran, which would be the 34th overall pick, you know, and getting rid of a $21 million. So I think it's the Jets, same mm-hmm. thing. They have the third overall pick. Oakland would probably like to have him, but that's the fourth overall pick. You know, so that, that's mm-hmm. your issue here. So where is he going? Find a team that has a uh, – that would be willing to give up that first-round pick. Probably have to be at the end of the first round. You know, that team may not be uh, – may not mind. Plus, any team that kicks him on, Joe, we all know it. He's a, he's a problem, Brown. His teammates mm-hmm. or ex-teammates have come out and obliterated him. But he's an I-me yeah. player. Man, do you, really, do you really want to put that into your locker room? So that's going to be a problem as well. 
He's used to uh, running wild, basically showing up to practice late. Uh, Steelers put up with a lot of stuff, you know. And uh, you know, Scott was uh, giving me grief last week when we worked together in terms of because I mentioned, you know, he, he's a diva. Uh, you know, his team uh, voted him the MVP. I, I like uh, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster; they voted the team MVP. And I like what I like what Schuster said. We need to stop being the Kardashians and just play ball. <laughs> we'll Absolutely. <laughs> Weekend Fantasy Update, George Kurtz and Joe Galina. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, I hear the song, heard it through the grapevine, reminds me of the California Raisins from way back. <laughs> commercials. I wonder if they ever did a uh, Super Bowl commercial. But anyway, uh, so uh, listen, it's a Super Bowl 53 uh, weekend, and uh, you, you could get 50% off a DailyRoto.com elite monthly membership if you sign up before. Super Bowl 53 kickoff. The Elite Packages feature access to premium fantasy content for all sports. That's the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, Golf, NHL. Premium lineup optimizer for FanDuel and DraftKings. That's for all sports as well. Access to betting tools, player props, and more. Customizable fantasy projections and rankings for FanDuel and DraftKings. Professional commentary via premium podcast written fantasy content and slate breakdowns fan duel and DraftKings ownership projections that's for the nfl only uh dfs strategy guides uh research tools lineup alerts just enter promo code sb53 to get 50 percent off a dailyroto.com elite monthly membership and cash in on your prop your bets against the spread and totals wagers on the big game that's promo code sb53 TikTok, the time is going. You got to get uh, this discount here. It's uh, only before Super Bowl 53. So, right after the show. You got to pay attention to us for the next few minutes. So, um, all right. So, uh, hey, just uh, before we get into breaking down the game a little bit more in the uh, last uh, 15, 20 minutes we have here, George, uh, what are your f- favorite uh, Super Bowl snacks? I know that you'll be working a little bit tomorrow, but uh, just in general, uh, I, I gave something real interesting uh, uh, with uh, with. Cam Stewart yesterday was talking about the, you even alluded to it, the uh, different snacks per region. And one of the ones that was a little odd was uh, lentil soup. And I forget where, where that was one of the favorites. Lentil soup? I, I, ha, yeah, yeah. I happen to like lentil soup, but it's not, I wouldn't consider it like a favorite Super Bowl snack. 
I, I don't like lentil soup anyway, but my God, I'm not having any soup as a snack. <laughs> no, come on, man. It's, it's finger food, man. For me, it's finger food. Anything you can eat real quick, you, well, know, you, you, you know, chicken. You eat your soup with fingers? No. Uh, not usually. And by the way, that was Montana. Yeah, yeah. Montana's favorite Super Bowl food is lentil soup. I guess. All right. To each their own. <laughs> uh, exactly. Hey, whatever, Mata. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, I'm not uh, chips. I mean, I'm a Doritos guy. Uh, I, I like these uh, things we call, I call the family calls it the bag of evil or the bowl of evil. It has like a little bit of Doritos, pretzels, and a, a mixture. Yeah, yeah. Little, it's uh, like a party mix, mix right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's an evil party mix. Uh, I get it. It's bad mm-hmm. for you. But man, is it, is it addictive? Mm-hmm. And I, I certainly enjoy that. Uh, I'm pretty easy on, man. You got burgers, dogs, pizza, chicken. I'm good. 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 I'm not a big guac yeah. guy, so I'm not a big uh, chip and no, dip I guy. I like guac. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care one way or the other here. I know that's very very popular mm-hmm. on uh, Super Bowl Sunday as well. I'm more. Uh, I want something with substance. You know, give, give me give me something I can uh, I can keep the, you know, it's gonna fill me up a little bit. Right? Why I have to eat nine thousand times throughout the game? Right. Oh, you mentioned Doritos. I mean, I love the original Doritos. Doritos are deadly because you just can't stop eating them, right? You have the Doritos and nacho cheese. But one of my favorite flavors from Doritos is the, I don't know if you've tried this, the spicy sweet chili that comes in the purple bag. It's awesome stuff. So <laughs> I'm, not a, you, uh, I'm not a spice it? guy, man. I love my I love yeah. my nacho cheese Doritos puke breath. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah. I don't. Uh, <laughs> anything spicy is not, not for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's spicy enough. It doesn't kill you, right? But uh, yeah, when it comes to chips, yeah, kill I me. Love, um, yeah, I love my munchos, right? Uh, kennel style chips, the Cape Cod kind. I really like those too. Sure. Um, yeah. How about the uh, the pigs in a blanket? Pigs in a blanket don't get enough respect. Oh. I love pigs. The only thing about bad about pigs in a blanket is they're so damn hot. You got to, you know, they're, they're a big tease. Oh, hey, they just came out of the oven. Yeah. Great. Now I got to wait 15 minutes for the damn thing to cool down. But yeah, I can eat a box right. of those, uh, an easy box of those. That's the those problem. Yeah. It's just one after the other, you pop in your mouth, right? Uh, here's something that I have a feeling you're not going to like, but uh, I could see this being, you know, like a, a kind of a dip. Uh, you like hummus? No, no, no. I'm not, no, no. I'm not a hummus yeah. guy at all. Yeah. Uh, the. Uh, I think it's Sabre. They make an olive tapenade uh, flavor. Uh, pretty good stuff. Uh, you know, uh, Tostitos, the hint of lime tortilla chips, like them too. Uh, hey, if you want to get fancy dancy, uh, I think tomorrow we're going to be uh, bringing some shrimp cocktail rings over to a friend's house. Nice. And, you know, uh, yeah. So, uh, hey. You know, anything you could pop in your mouth, too, is easy, right? You know, maybe go to Ikea, get those uh, Swedish meatballs, even though I've never tried them. But uh, have you ever tried these Swedish meatballs from Ikea? I'm a more of a regular meatballs guy, so no, uh, Swedish meatballs, no, no. You know, I've sweet potatoes, no. Just, I, I want the regular It's on my potatoes, bucket man. list. I'm Irish. Yeah, yeah. Not even on my bucket <laughs> list. Give me the regular stuff, man. Don't tease me. Don't tease me. Yeah. What, right? uh, what, me, what, what, what about chili? You, you're meatballs. not a chili guy, right? Because Same thing with spice, like spice no. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be on fire. Okay, I'll, I'll be yeah. on. Uh, I, my body does not handle spice at all. I mean, of any sort. I am the most bland eater you'll see. All right, uh, it, mm-hmm. and I'm weird too. And I, I fully admit that this that I'm weird. I like pepperoni. I love pizza, but I don't like pepperoni on my pizza. I mean, I will literally have. Wow, if you, you that know, is there's odd. A, if there's a yeah, if you have pepperoni on the side, I'll eat it all day. Pepperoni with some cheese, right. oh, great, fantastic. But I won't. On a I don't cracker, like it on maybe, my pizza. Yeah. 
on a cracker with some American cheese or any yeah, really yeah. any kind of cheese, uh, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. And I'll be very happy with that, by the way. But uh, not on my pizza. The only thing I really like on my pizza, I don't mind chicken on my pizza. I don't mind meatball on my pizza. Uh, but that that's it, dude. I'm not a sausage guy at all. Mm-hmm. I like the, the sausage on my pizza. There's a, a local place that makes a nice uh, beet lovers, and it's you know they they can either make it individualized for you, and it's not one of these chain places either. So I mean they like they mentioned basically everything that you said. Uh, they'll they'll throw uh, meatball, sausage, uh, maybe a little prosciutto too for you if you like. Do you like prosciutto? Sure, I don't mind prosciutto. I don't I don't have it all that much. Mm-hmm. By the way, you're Italian. Mm-hmm. It's funny. My wife and I were in. Uh, a store right here, uh, Uncle Giuseppe's. I don't know if you guys have that by you, but it's a <laughs> good good store. And Sounds has, familiar, uh, actually. Yeah, it's a good store. I like it. Has a, it gives you a lot of choices. You can have a lot of choices to eat there, and I kind of enjoy that. And my wife asked mm-hmm. me how to pronounce a, a certain thing. I'm like, well, you know, I pronounce it manicotti, but uh, I'll ask one of my Italian friends for the correct pronunciation. So mm-hmm. how is it pronounced? Well, a lot of people will say manigot, you know, and they'll drop the eye. That, that's you know? one thing I told them. I've heard this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, manigotti. Yeah, that's uh, manigotti is is the way we would say it. But uh, like I said, a lot of people, they can't be bothered with the eye, so they'll just say manigot. And you don't say ricotta. <laughs> you don't say ricotta, do you? <laughs> no, uh, no. no okay. uh, I know mozzarella, okay. too. Okay, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah, you know, some people, they can't up. even be bothered. A lot of Italians, they can't be bothered finishing the word. So mozzarella is right. But, you know, some of them might just say mutz. Hey, give me, put some mutz on that, please. <laughs> See, you got something, you got things to do, right? We can't finish words here. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right, we're busy. Oh, wait, I am now super starving, by the way, and I'm definitely going to the pizza place <laughs> after this to find get some food. I don't, know, I don't know if I'll order pizza or something else, but uh, I definitely need some Italian food now. Yeah, I was thinking about getting that uh, meat pie I was talking to you about, so we'll see. But, uh, hey, hey, tell me, uh, my, my favorite Super Bowl uh, of all time, uh, I'm sure it's not going to surprise you, Super Bowl twenty one, uh, when the uh, Giants beat the Broncos. It was the Phil Simms game. Uh, they beat the Broncos 39-20. You know, Simms went 22 of 25, the three touchdowns. You had Bavaro on that team, my all-time favorite football player, Phil McConkie. Bavaro is my all-time fo- uh, football player, but McConkie had a touchdown. Little Joe Morris. I always loved Little Joe Morris because we were about the same height. Uh, <laughs> so do, do you have a favorite Super Bowl that you uh, refer back to? Well, sure. Uh, I mean, same as you. For me, uh, for the Cowboys would be uh, when they beat the, the first game against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, uh, what was mm-hmm. it Super Bowl 27, I believe, the 52-17 game? Uh, it had been, you know, it was the first Super Bowl that I that was a played in that I can truly remember. Uh, yes, I mm-hmm. uh, the first game I the first game football game I ever saw was the 78 Super Bowl against Pittsburgh, the one they lost 35-31. Jackie Smith, though, bless his heart, he's the sickest man in America. Blah blah blah. Uh, mm-hmm. But listen, I was eight, nine years old. Don't honestly remember a lot of that game. Uh, but the Dallas Buffalo game, sure. So that'd be my fa- my favorite Super Bowl. Now, let's go with this though. How about favorite Super Bowl that didn't involve your team? You know, I, I had a feeling you were going to ask, and uh, who favorite Super Bowl? That, well, do you have one? Do you, I don't have I'll one. Think, I'm looking at also, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe before the end of the show, we could think of something. But uh, I mean, we are we are homers. Let's face it, right? <laughs> well, the problem is also so. Uh, other than the past few years, so many Super Bowls were blowouts. 
where they weren't right, good games. Right. It's like, oh, it's over, next. You know, it's over by mm-hmm. 7.30, and you're wondering, well, you know, am I going to watch The Simpsons tonight? Uh, right. So I, that's why it's tough to find one. Uh, of course, you've got to pick the one mm-hmm. with your favorite team. I'm sure if you ask Scott Engel, it'd be one of the Seattle Super Bowls. Uh, it'd be silly if right. it wasn't. Uh, but I'm looking here at the games. I don't really see one. I mean, last year's game was pretty good, before he won 33, but that seems to be recent uh, recency bias. Uh, as far right, as that's right. concerned, I mean the Giants, New England Super Bowls were good games. We've, we've, so, uh, and we've been treated to some good ones recently. I mean, we a couple of years ago when the uh, the Pats came back down from that twenty eight three deficit and, and and beat the Falcons. I mean, the, these are some classic games. You're right. When we were younger, right, it just seemed every year it was just a, a blowout. Unfortunately, uh, the team on the losing side during the eighties and uh, was was the Bills and and Jim Kelly. But the you know. Still Not great team, just, for me. To, just to get there. Thank you, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I know. I know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, good stuff. Appreciate that. Um, so, <laughs> I'm glad they could uh, help you out, give you some good memories. They, made, they so, certainly made uh, my early 90s much more interesting. There you go. So, uh, so what is your official uh, take on this game here? I do think it's going to be under. You know, I don't think we're going to see a mm-hmm. high-scoring game. I, I said I have somewhere around 24-21, even 27-24, somewhere around there uh, as far as the score of the game is concerned. Now, listen, this could also – with the Super Bowls or these one-game eliminations, you know, we see sometimes things get out of hand. But uh, I, think, I don't think either team's going to – you know, I don't think it'll be 21-3 New England at one point. We're also now the Rams are taking chances, making mistakes, and, and all of a sudden it's, before we know it, it's 35-10, the game's over. I, I, th- I think we're going to see mm-hmm. a close competitive game here. Uh, I'm going to go with New England to win because, hey, uh, mainly Todd Gurley. If, if, if you, like I said, Joe, if you could tell me, Joe, that Gurley is healthy, ready to go, he's the Gurley of old, I'd probably pick the Rams. I think I would because I, mm-hmm. I like this team. But I think uh, I, I can't pick against the Patriots. I can't do it. I think they're playing maybe their best football of the season right now. Destroyed the Chargers, mm-hmm. played really well against the Chiefs here. Uh you know, I think I brought it up with you. A friend of mine brought it up where he wonders if uh, New England just coasts through the regular season, doesn't show everything they have because they knew they were going to win the division, really were only playing for a buy one or buy two, and that would buy two, and now they're showing you everything they have, and now they're playing mm-hmm. so well. I think there might be something to that here. I'll go with the Patriots here, but in all honesty, all I want tomorrow, Joe, is a good competitive game. Entertain me. That's really all I want. I don't mm-hmm. care if the Patriots win. I don't care if the Rams win. I have no rooting interest here whatsoever other than my prop bets. So I want to see a good entertaining right, game, right. and I want to win money. Yep. Uh, I think that the uh, Pats are going to win this game. I think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring than you. I, I the, the, the score that comes to me is uh, Pats 31, Rams 27. Uh, so I have, uh, what, that's, that's the over, and that's the Pats covering. Uh, look, I mean, this is not a scientific uh, explanation, but, you know, you have Fran Tarkenton, Jim Kelly, and John Elway, the only uh, quarterbacks to have lost back-to-back uh, Super Bowls. I don't see Brady <laughs> losing two Super Bowls in a row. I, I could just picture him just like, you know, as soon as that game was over, just thinking about a way to get back to this game. And uh, I don't think he's going to allow himself to lose two Super Bowls in a row. Pats, I think that they're, they're going to clog uh, the middle limit. Uh, I'm not going to say stop the run because it's too hard uh, to, to actually stop the Rams run, but limit it a little bit. Uh, they're going to have to uh, – I mean, Aaron Donald, they're going to have to focus on him. They're going to have to – 
you know, I'm sure they've learned and watched a lot of tape and uh, saw how the Bears' uh, success was tied to double-teaming uh, Aaron Donald. And like I mentioned before, in terms of maybe goading uh, Sue, you know, like getting him frustrated so he does something stupid, <laughs> right? Uh, I think that their experience with having Brandon Cooks on the team is going to help. Uh, I think that their pass defense is underrated. You know, Gilmore and uh, J.C. Jackson, the rookie. Uh, and, and again, I'm thinking that this is going to be a good last game for Gronk. Uh, at least one touchdown from him. But, uh, you know, and, and Rams uh, run defense has played much better uh, in the playoffs, but during the regular season weren't so great, but they made some adjustments. Kudos to Wade's, uh, Wade Phillips. But look, Sony Michelle is playing at another level right now. He's fully healthy and, you know, and we talked about before, you know, when he's running the ball like crazy, then let's say you expect to, to, him to get the ball at the goal line. <laughs> it's a Devlin. It's a Burkhead. Who knows? Maybe they can even do like a sweep to the quarter up uh, Patterson. You just never know. I mean, uh, anything this, but asking Tom Brady to catch a pass, please, <laughs> please. No, Edelman. Yeah. How about that one? Edelman to, to Brady. Oh, please, no. I mean, uh, Brady can't catch, and it's ugly watching him. As, gr- as great as he is, it's it's That's sad. the one thing he hasn't done. Think about it. That's, that's the one thing he hasn't done. He was excited that he uh, eclipsed the 1,000 rushing mark for his career. Yes, so don't yes. you think that maybe he wants to get this off the bucket list? Catch a, a <laughs> I think he just wants pass? to win the game. I, I, think, I think he's okay with it. I saw. Here's an interesting trivia for, one for you. What team mm-hmm. has played in f- four Super Bowls but has never led at any point during those games. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say, I'll give you two two answers, but I'll give you the first answer first. Uh, Vikings? That's interesting. You'll give me the first answer first. I appreciate that. Rather than the first, you like that. Third no, meaning, meaning, like that. no, I have I, no, 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 meaning I have two teams in mind, but I'll give you the first one that I think it might be. Vikings? Yeah, it's the Vikings. Uh, obviously, it? we know okay. that wow. they didn't okay. win the game. Yeah, it's the right. Vikings uh, back in the uh-huh. – they've had some issues with uh, – <laughs> yeah, That was kind of strange what I before. said, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Let, let's, let's break yeah. down what Joe just said here. He's going to the first answer first. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, Remember when I said I was going to buy fish in the fish store? You guys always give me grief on that one, you and Cam. <laughs> Listen, we give you grief on that when you're not even on the shows. <laughs> Right. I was still giving you right, grief right. On, on, on the weekend shows here. Yeah. It's one of those things where I once had my, my uh, ex ask me, what day is Good Friday on? <laughs> now, I know what she meant. All right? She meant yeah. date. I understand that. But she said yeah. day, and it's like, oh, well, it's right, on right. a th- Tuesday this year. They moved it. You know, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah it's next Tuesday. Good Friday, Tuesday. And what, what color was uh, George Washington's white horse? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Who's buried in Grant's tomb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, was yeah. Watching, I was watching Commando the other day. Hey, Sully, remember when I said I was going to kill you last? Hey, I lied. <laughs> Away you go. <laughs> All right, well, it's great doing the show with you. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Uh, remember, Roto Experts in the morning, 8 to 12. We got uh, Patriots guard, uh, former Patriots guard, Ross Tucker, uh, Dan Graziano, David Wright. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And enjoy all our coverage live tomorrow. Thanks to Sean Engel, George Kurtz, I'm Joe Galina. Listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.